Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking your calls and giving you some facts and tips that may just surprise you. Topics include facts about orgasms that, if you didn't know before, you'll be glad you know now. The benefits of talking about sex with your friends. Believe me, it works and it helps your sex life. How to find a third that will be down for MMF threesome or male, male, female, and ways to break a very meticulous sex routine. All this and more. Thanks for listening. Something magical happened this year. The magic wand turned 50. Just think about how much the world has changed over the last 50 years. I'm talking disco to dubstep, payphones to cell phones. I mean, do you realize the magic wand came out a full year before we landed on the moon? That blows my mind. There's a reason the magic wand has stood the test of time. It's just that freaking good. Time Magazine named it one of the most iconic inventions. Cosmo calls it the little black dress of vibrators. In other words, it's the one vibrator you need to have. In case you haven't seen one at any point over the last 50 years, the magic wand is a full-size massager. And yes, it works great on the shoulders too. For most women, its power and size make it the ultimate clitoral vibe. I call it the sure thing. And because things get better over time, you now have two models to choose from. The original plug-in version for constant power or the variable speed rechargeable version for cordless convenience. I've been obsessed with my magic wand since before I started the show. I even had my nightstand modified so I could keep it plugged in from inside the drawer. That's how much I love a magic wand. If you haven't tried one, what are you waiting for? Just go to magicwandemily.com. That's magicwandemily.com to order yours today. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. You can check us out everywhere you listen to podcasts. We love when you comment and subscribe on iTunes and follow us on all social media at Sex with Emily across the board. Also, very exciting, you guys. I'm on Sirius XM Radio. Channel is Stars 109, and I am there Monday to Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Pacific 8 to 10 Eastern and it's been so fun you guys it's a dream come true and I get to reach so many more of you helping you with your sex and relationship questions and challenges so go check it out if you don't have serious XM, you should probably get it all right guys so we're gonna get into sex in the news I'm gonna be answering your calls today which I love that but first I just want to share something that happened to me this weekend let me know if you can relate so Ben my boyfriend has been mentioning a few times he's like can you just dress up babe like if you've lingerie I think they'd be so hot and sexy and I gotta be honest I have not made the effort lately at all I mean I'm human I'm just like you I want to dress up and do something sexy but if he's just coming over or watching a movie you know so much easier to wear sweats at the end of the day but I knew that we were going out that night and I thought to myself like this is the night I'm going to put on these these lingerie and the garters that whole thing because that's what that's what I have and that's what he likes and I'm going to do it. 
I was so lucky because my stylist friend was over, my friend Isabel, and she was over and she, I'm like, guess what? I'm going to dress up. I said, but I got to put these garters on because we're going to a movie. I want to put it under my clothes. And she's like, well, I'm like, but I can never clip those goddamn little garters into the pantyhose. And she's like, oh, I used to style Playboy models. Let me help you, which how fortuitous is that? So we go in my room and she's like, you guys, this is a, you should have a friend come with you next time you're trying to put this stuff on because she was like, wear them up. She was like, giving me little tips of like how to wear the bottoms, how to like zhuzh my boobs up. And then she was like, here's how we clip the pantyhose in into the garters, which they'd never looked so straight and so perfect. And then I was like, okay, we're going to go to a movie. I'm going to throw on some, you know, jeans and some boots. And, you know, I felt like I, I felt sexy. I felt really good. I hadn't worn the stuff in a while. And the doorbell rings and he was running late and he's like, you know what, babe, I think you should just like, why don't you slip in something like slip on some sweats and let's go watch TV in my house because we didn't have as much time. So then I like choked, I go in my room and I'm like under this, he's like, let's go. We got to, you know, we want to go back to his house and get he's starving. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Like I've got these garters. You guys know, gar- it's the pantyhose. So I've got like feet stick. I've got the pantyhose sticking out from the bottom of my jeans. And if I'm thinking I could put on sweats, but then that's weird. Like sweats and tennis shoes and pantyhose, like that's not sexy. But I just did it because I like to be comfortable. I threw my sweats. I threw my pantyhose. I strut over to his house with him. And we get there and we sit on his couch and he, we start talking. And we get into this whole relationship talk. And it was intense. And it was long. And I start to sweat because I am wearing sweatpants with pantyhose underneath it. But I'm also sweating because I'm wearing my tennis shoes and I don't want to take them off and have just my my black feeted my my black feet sticking out with the pantyhose on them. That's not hot. That's anti hot. That's like why are you wearing pantyhose? Like this is very strange. Like do you work in politics? When I worked in politics, they made your pantyhose. Like what the hell? Not sexy. So then we're talking and he's like, you should take your shoes off. So I take my shoes off, but I like I tuck my feet underneath my so I'm like sitting on them. And then we end up, you guys, here's the worst part. We don't, we don't even end up having sex. But when we start to get in bed, I start taking my clothes and he's like, that's what you were wearing? He's like, you've been wearing that all night and you didn't tell me? I'm like, yeah, babe, sorry. I guess we shouldn't try to have the tuck. So I don't know. He was cool. I made the effort in the morning. We had sex. It's all good. But I'm glad that I did it, even though everything was working against me because I'd finally made the effort. I'd taken the time to do it. And I'm wearing goddamn sweatpants and I'm stuck on the couch. So the good news is that he was like, cool. It was something he wanted and he thanked me. He was like, Emily, he's like, I'm really, thank you for making that. Like in the morning. So not even in that moment, he was like, I know that's been a thing. And thank you for making the effort. So I guess it is the thought that counts. But the other thing I want to tell you as a reminder is that you guys, we really should just put in the effort with your partner. I know it's so comfortable It's so easy just to be like comfortable and put on your old t-shirt and your sweats. But what I realize is that that also doesn't make us feel sexy. It doesn't make me feel sexy to always be wearing the same goddamn thing. So I think that, you know, taking a moment and thinking like, what's like one thing I could do differently tonight or this week? It doesn't have to be dressing up. It could be just initiating sex. It could just be like wearing something that makes you feel cool. I mean, the garter things I don't recommend because that's a pain. But like it could be dinner and oral on the side for dessert. Just anything, anything, anything to make it a little extra spicy and not lazy. So this is for men and for women. I'm here to say it works. 
Okay, guys, so that's what happened to me this weekend. But let's talk about what's happening in the world of sex in the news. So here's some interesting orgasm facts that may surprise you. I think we all, you know, understand orgasms in the sense of like, we know when we have one and we like orgasms. I never met anyone who was like, I hate having orgasms. But here's some things I just want to remind you of. You might not know some of these. And then there's a few in here that I think you're going to be like, oh my God, Emily, thank you. So first thing, let me remind you, for women, you guys, external clitoral stimulation is almost always needed to have an orgasm. And in in the years I've been doing this, Many times I tell a woman this, or a guy, like, really? What about the internal orgasm? Like, no, we require clitoral stimulation always to get turned on, even to have our orgasms during intercourse. It helps so much to be to get us turned on and to have us in the mood. But here's what I thought was an interesting fact as well. Studies have shown that the location of the clitoris has an impact on whether or not you'll have an orgasm during intercourse. So if the clitoris is less than 2.5 centimeters from the vaginal opening, you may be able to have an orgasm during intercourse. So if you want to know what this means, it's like the length of a thumb, two and a half centimeters. And for most women, nearly all, this is just not how it's laid out. So it's actually, I used to think it was just some lucky women. They were like, oh yeah, I had an orgasm right away, but it's actually the way our anatomy is laid out. Doesn't mean you're not going to have an orgasm. It just means that it might not be as easy and you're definitely going to need to use some fingers and move around in different ways because a lot of women who think they're having internal orgasms, it's usually they could just be rubbing their clitoris on their partner's penis. Like when you're having sex and you're on top, a lot of times it's just that you're getting that friction or whether you're, you know, you could be rubbing on your partner's pubic bone during intercourse. And that just means your clitoris is simply closer to where you're thrusting. So that's just some little clitoral facts there that Pay attention to external stimulation. The other thing is orgasms happen in a lot of different ways, and this is going to change for a lot of women. So some happen in small, short waves. Like not everyone has a, like a volcanic eruption, and we all orgasm differently. Um, and some have, you know, waves of orgasms or smaller, shorter orgasms, and those all count as orgasms. Okay, let's talk about G-spot orgasms. They are real, it's a thing, and not everyone's gonna have them. So in scientific terms, when you're stimulating that area, the G-spot, you're actually stimulating the internal apex of the clit. So some of them may just want internal stimulation alone, but most need a combo of internal and external. Also, you guys, you must know this, that orgasm is highly controlled by the brain. The brain is our largest sex organ, and so it plays a really big role in sex. So it's not just the clitoris, it's not just where your G-spot is, it's what's going on in your head. So the more that we're thinking like thinking about sex, or we keep sex top of mind, or we use fantasy to get us turned on, which is totally cool, it's actually a great way to get, kind of stay in the mood, it's going to have an impact. And when you're not having orgasms and you're having anxiety during sex, that's also your brain. So brain functioning and you're during... During sex, and when you think about it, about arousal, like it all plays a part in it. So we're all just different. The best thing we can do is to learn to kind of stay in the moment during sex and focus on our pleasure and not all the things stressing us out. I think we put a lot of pressure on orgasm. I'd love you guys to think about sex not in the linear fashion. Orgasm should not be seen as the goal of intercourse, but rather like great if it happens. But if not, remember that like it's still pleasurable to have sex with our partner, to connect intimately. So like even if you don't have an orgasm, you know, it doesn't mean that the sex doesn't count, right? And there's also other ways to get off. 
So if you're like, Emily, that's I'm all aroused. And just because I didn't have my orgasm during intercourse, I want to have it. Well, I think you should. If it doesn't happen during intercourse, which by the way, doesn't happen for most women, why not get out your vibrator after? Why not have your partner finish you off or you finish yourself off? But the point is, I just don't want you to think about the pressure, like that it has to happen. If it doesn't happen, sex failed. You get to define what good sex means to you. And it's not necessarily all about the orgasm. And then finally, just to reiterate this, you guys, every orgasm actually is clitoral. It's still based on your clitoris. All your erogenous zones are connected to the clitoris and the brain. If you have a nipple orgasm, it's connected to the same centers of the clitoris that are responsible for orgasm. So it all sends brain signals to the clit. Think of the clitoris as like the epicenter of everything. And the orgasm is kind of like the earthquake surrounding your epicenter that is your clitoris. So now you know your clitoris better. Go pay attention to it. All those nerve endings want your love. I promise you. Okay, guys, the next one, I like this because the surprising benefits of talking about sex with friends. So I was always that friend who was talking to my friends about sex. Once I realized I was having bad sex, I actually turned to my friends in college and said to them, what is the deal with sex, you guys? I'm not enjoying it. My boyfriend is kind of pounding away. Like, I like making out with him. I'm not so much in an intercourse. And it was my best girlfriends, who are still my friends to this day, who are like, wait, Emily, wait, you've never had an orgasm? You never masturbated? And I hadn't. So that's really how I started to learn a lot about sex. And I've never stopped talking about it since. But what I realized is that there's a lot of women and guys who just don't feel comfortable talking about sex with your friends. So the new study in the Journal of Health shows that it's actually really helpful and it tends to boost their sexual self-esteem. They're more confident about how they express themselves and perform in bed when they talk to their partners about sex. They feel more confident. They protect their sexual health. So these are big benefits, you guys. So really, it's just like the reason you're not talking about it is because most of us don't talk about it. In fact, this might be the first time you've ever heard someone actually talking about sex in this way. But when you open that up with a friend and you say, you know what, how's your sex life going? Or let's talk about this thing that happened to me last night. You might be the one that breaks the ice, but I promise you most of your friends or your good friends, they're going to, the friends that are interested are going to jump on board. And that can really be a helpful way for not only for you to bond with your friends, because I feel like my girlfriends and I, when we just go there, it definitely kind of peels back a lot of the layers that have made, might have been making things more uncomfortable and we just, you know, you become even closer. So I think you practice with your girlfriends and then you can also bring it into your own relationship. So talking to our friends, you know, it's really just going to help us kind of get information, um, feel more confident and compare notes because think about it. We, I think a lot of us doubt like what we're having is, is it normal? Am I okay? And I think talking to your friends, you're going to get some validation and you're going to know that what's going on with you, you know, your friends might have had some of very similar experiences. So that's another benefit. It's also huge because once you get comfortable with this, it's going to be a whole lot easier to talk to your partner about sex as well. I can't hear enough about all your sex lives. Like I want to hear from everybody, but I think um, just start thinking about next time you're out for girls night, be the one that brings it up. I promise you, you're going to have her guys night. You're going to have an interesting conversation. You're going to learn a lot. It's going to benefit you and your relationship. We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, we're getting into your calls. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. I'm here with producer Jamie. Hello. Hey, Jamie. Because we're going to talk about vaginas. Okay, you know that we try everything so you don't have to. And we get a lot of things to test. And recently, we became obsessed with these wipes and intimate wash called Diodoc. 
Diodoc is run by two sisters from Sweden who are some of the coolest, sweetest women you'll ever meet. Feminine hygiene is a real thing. And to be honest, there's not that many good products out there for us. And it matters what you put in those areas. There's no way I'm putting chemicals on my lady parts. A lot of people don't know this, but you're not supposed to use regular soap down there because it's going to mess with like your natural pH balance, which can cause like odor or rash or something you don't want to happen to happen. <laughs> um, so I like that Diodox products match your natural balance. So like you don't really have anything to worry about. Right. And we've both been using them. And I love the wash. I actually got in the shower this morning, Jamie, and I was excited. I'm like, time for my Diodoc wash because it smells so good. I use the jasmine pear and the wipes. I literally cannot leave home without them. Now I'm kind of obsessed. I have them in my like makeup bag. I have them in my car. And the truth is, you guys, we're not fresh all the time. And these give you peace of mind, especially if you want to see your partner. It's been a long day and you've got no time to go home and shower. They're great for pre-sex. They're great for post-sex. Even if you're not going to have sex, like if it was just hot out and you were in a sundress and you're like, sweating a little bit you know you're just like i probably could use a little refresher right now right so we cannot wait for you guys to try deodoc and meet the sisters we're hoping they call into the show soon right james yes so try deodoc for yourself just go to sexwithemily.com slash deodoc that's sexwithemily.com slash d-e-o-d-o-c today I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. Okay, we are back. And now we're going to get into your calls. God, I love these shows. I love answering your questions. It's why I do what I do. So if you have a question you want answered on the show, just text Ask Emily, all one word, to 797979, or go to my website, sexwithemily.com, click the Ask Emily tab, and always include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. Okay, we have David. He's 40 from Philadelphia, and his wife seems to have lost sexual attraction to him. Hey, David, tell me what's going on. Thanks for calling in. Hey, Emily. Thanks hey. for taking my call. Of course. Yeah, so um, we've been married for 14 years now, and for the last probably seven years since we had kids, things have been kind of going sideways a little bit. You know, definitely had sex fairly regularly, but mm-hmm. we had communication issues and things kind of, you know, went downhill over the years. And I think a lot of it had to do with jobs and kids and all the other stuff around that. Mm -hmm. And then, so we started seeing a therapist earlier this summer and feeling like we were really moving forward with stuff. But during our therapy, I've found out that um, my wife had been uh, unfaithful a couple of times over that exact same period. And so it was, um, that was really tough to get through and mm. feel like we're, we're kind of moving forward now. And I think she's very remorseful about that. And I've accepted it. You know, we have some trust issues, but mm. we're trying to move forward. Um, and we're a lot closer and communicating better, but she 
does not have the feelings for me to want to go back to being intimate. And okay. I'm struggling with it. So um, Yeah. Okay. So let me let me make okay, so thank you for that. So I'm trying to understand. So when you said that the affair happened you said during the therapy or during the last seven years since you've had kids and things haven't been as great? No, during the therapy. So I think she had started, you know, kind of basically started chatting with guys before we went into therapy. Then we went into therapy and I think she never really stopped. Mm. And to hear her explain it, she kind of felt like she could keep those two things separate until she figured out kind of what was going on with us. And then I figured it out. And now I think she's, committed to trying to make it work but for her it's it's uh there's a big block okay well wait first of all how long ago did this happen the therapy and finding out like a month Uh, or six therapy started four months ago and i found out two months ago okay okay so just know first of all that that and you probably know from listening to the show that when someone cheats rebuilding trust takes a lot of time so i'm so glad that you guys are in therapy i feel like i want you to give yourself some some compassion here and some like to understand that it probably has been hard and that that would hurt to think that you guys are going to therapy and that this happened because your question is asking about her and how she's reacting to you. And I just want to make sure, first of all, that you've actually, you know, have felt this, like have known that that it doesn't feel great. Like this is, it's still very soon that it just happened. And that I think that, the therapy needs to to go to kind of talking about rebuilding it and like what actually really happened. I'm just wondering if you've all the information because it's true that couples who typically can get past this and through this, they kind of have to, re- for many couples, it's helpful to reveal everything that happened. So I'm wondering if she did that in therapy, like if you have all the details. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think she's been... I think she's been honest. Um, and I, I don't think it was like a real affair. Like mm-hmm. I think she hooked up with a guy two times. Okay. And got I it. think it was, I don't think she's like trying to, you know, start a relationship with this guy. He's right. married. Um, no, I know. I'm just saying I the fact that was, she did it is going to set you back as well. Cause I'm hearing about her attraction and I just, I'm just checking in with you. So that's just, you know, it sounds like she wants to make it work and you're both there in the same door. So, but I'm just saying that's very fresh. It's very fresh that you found this out, you know, after being there oh, yeah, 14 years. Yeah, definitely. So, um, and then when she's saying that she really wants to work on it, so what happens when you try to get intimate? Do you think that she might be feeling, you know, I doubt that it's sexual attraction. Like, I don't think that's that she's not into you and she doesn't love you and she's going to therapy. But there could be like, do you think she feels guilt about the cheating? Do you think that she's, you know, she might need some more time? Do you think anything's going on with her? I don't know. Like, is she taking any medications? Has she been depressed before? Like, you know, she might just not be in the mood, which happens a lot for women. Like, what is she telling yeah. you? What is she saying to you? I'm just not in the mood and the story or like, what's the word she's putting around it? Yeah, I think she, um, I think she got to the place where she wanted to have the affair because she felt like she wasn't getting what she needed out of our relationship. And I think you know, she saw that we started working on it and I made a lot of changes when we started going to therapy, but I think she had already kind of gone down the path. Mm-hmm. And okay. now I think she's in the place where she, you know, she said, bef- she said a few times, I just need to be true to myself and mm. I need to trust that, you know, things really are different and they're going to stay different before I can kind of get back those feelings that I don't have right now. Right. How was your sex life before? Like when you guys first met? 
Oh, it was great when we first met and for the first, you know, four or five years it was awesome. Okay. And um, right. And then, you know, things, right. you know, kids, we've been work, several years into it and yeah. things changed. And really when we had kids is when everything just kind of went, not, not sideways, but it wasn't, wasn't right. the way it was. And, you know, I think sex became, we both kind of enjoyed it, but it was, I think both, we never communicated much about it right. and kind of. You know, I don't think we were asking for what we wanted and right. neither of us. So neither of us felt like we were fulfilled. And rather than kind of waking up and doing about something about it together, I think um, it took this crisis to kind right. of say, now we do need to really communicate about this. Okay. So have you though? Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. I feel like I understand the whole picture now. I feel like you two need to take your regular sex off the table, like your intercourse or however you guys do it, the routine you've been doing. And I like you kind of got to stoke that early chemistry that you had when you met. So maybe it's just some more like fun dates or like making out and just kind of massage or doing things that are kind of new to you guys, but still intimate and reconnecting. Even if it's for a week and you're like, let's just start small, like give her a massage. She gives you a massage. Like, I, I don't, you know, or maybe like, I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, it's funny. Yeah. We're not, um, we are really close. Like mm-hmm. since this happened, we spend a lot of time together. We've always gone on a lot of dates. It's not like we're living separate lives. Right. Okay. Um, and we, you know, we give each other lots of massages. We're, you know, we kiss and hug when we're saying goodbye. And, okay. So you're intimate um, still in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like this block with her about, I don't, I can't have sex with you until I feel like I'm. 100% there. Well, what does that mean? I think you have to ask her how she's going to know when she's there. Because I'm wondering, to me, I don't I don't know what that means. Like, when she's there emotionally and she feels what? Because the truth is, you don't just... And it could happen where she wakes up, she's like, I'm ready today. But I feel like there needs to be maybe more talking about what you both want sexually. Like, it's kind of time just to have a clean slate. And maybe it's time to talk about fantasies or masturbation or things that really turn you guys on to help get there. Because I don't know if she said to you, like, this is what this means. I need another month of therapy or I need some more time feeling good in my body or I, you know, because I don't know what that means. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a good question. I'm not sure she knows or I know at this point. I mean, I think she's going through, so she's going to turn 40 in June. Uh-huh. And so I think she's going through kind of like a midlife crisis <laughs> where she doesn't know, you know, I think she's questioning a lot of stuff in her life. Right. So. Um, I think she, I think that's part of it. And then I think, you know, I made a big change when we started going to therapy and not that I was ever a bad person, but it was, you know, I I wasn't listening to what she needed. And I think I started doing that. And I think she, you know, still today is like, I don't know if this is real. I don't know if these changes are going to last. Okay. So this sounds really good too. So I get it now. I get the 14 years you've been together and now you've actually doing the changes, which is always amazing when you were someone and you see them change. So I think that's, I mean, first of all, kudos to you because it's so not easy to change our patterns, especially in long-term relationships. So I think that's great. So now it sounds like she's like, oh, wow, this is really happening. So it means maybe you just need a little bit more time right now. And I think that maybe if you guys are still going to therapy, have you talked about your sex life in therapy yet? Oh, Yeah. And this part of it? Okay. Well, it sounds like you're doing all the right things. You're in therapy. You're talking about your sex life. You've made changes. She's got to process it. Is it real? And I think you can never talk about this too much unless it becomes super annoying to both of you. I think like your sex life part of it and what 
feels attractive to her. Like, it sounds like she wants to come around and she will. But I doesn't, nothing you're saying sounds like it's about not having a sexual attraction to you. I don't think that's what it is. Unless there's, you know, I think that maybe there's some more questions to ask. Like, is she, is she masturbating? Is she connected to her body? Like, I get like turning 40 and all that stuff can be challenging. But I mean, it takes two of you to work on it together. So I think that if she's on her own saying, I'll let you know when I feel it, like, that's not fair to you either. So I think some yeah. kind of plan where you guys decide to come together and talk about it in a really healthy way. Yeah, yeah. And try something new. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I think you're going to get there. Like, keep up with what you're doing and just keep talking. Keep keep saying the things that you think you can't say because you know that's intimacy. Like, you know you guys are probably having conversations right now that are blowing your mind. Like, wow. And then it brings you closer together. So I think you need to do that same thing with your sex life. I think you need to ask her more. Like, what does that mean? And how can I help with that? You know? Like, there's no pressure. Yeah. Take your time. But I need to know what that means. So you know her plan. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Stick with the therapy, though. It's amazing. All right. I will. <laughs> okay, David. Well, thank you so Good much. Good luck to you guys. Stick with it. And congr- I think you're doing great work. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, you so much. Are. Thanks, David. Thanks for calling in. You guys, it's true. When you're with someone for a while and then all of a sudden like, they actually make those changes that you wanted, but you've been so set in your anger, you're like, I kind of like that my partner wasn't delivering. Like, you know, I actually should have helped you listen to this because the truth is, I hope David listens because the truth is, It's like 14 years together and then like in the last four months, your partner's like asking how your day was and bringing you presents and giving you massages or whatever it was that you wanted and then you're like, oh my God, is this real? It takes some time to kind of get to know your partner again but I think think it's great and I think this is a great lesson for people to know that you actually can change, your partner can change and a lot of it does start with really good couples therapy. Find a good therapist. If you've been together for a long time, I'm just gonna say you need some therapy. It helps everyone. All right, we have Alexandra. She's 30 from Florida, and she wants to know about sex swings. Hey, Alexandra. Hey, Emily. How's it going? I'm so good. Thanks for calling in. So you want to know about sex swings? Yeah. Yes. So I've been interested in them previously. The only thing is that I'm 5'11", athletic, and when I look at putting them on the doors. I'm kind of like, ooh, that seems kind of flimsy. Also, my boyfriend is 6'2 and athletic, so that could kind of, Hmm. you know, cause the problem. And then also, having kind of something suspended from my ceiling, I'm not really sure how I'm feeling about. And I had a girlfriend, and she's like, eh, I kind of would take them or leave them. So I was wondering kind of your input on it. Well, okay, these are really good. These are really good. Actually, Jamie, my producer, who you just talked to, she just used the the door this weekend she's like i just use a sex swing i'm like okay let's talk about it she used the sport sheets door jam sex sling that actually goes over your door but i'm hearing what you're saying now about you're both being tall but i think it could work on a sturdy door right james talk talk about your experience <laughs> yeah so if you don't mind so i just used this, that one and it's funny because before you definitely want to set it up before you're going to get intimate just so that you don't have to do it in the moment because it kind of takes some time so it does secure in the door and you can pull on it like if you want to test it too like when you pull on it like I like put all my weight on it and I pulled on it really hard to make sure that it's secure nothing ripped everything was fine and I didn't feel like I was going to fall out of it I wasn't scared also you I mean you're taller than I am by um, a few inches you can adjust it though. So what you want to do first before you act, it, it seems kind of technical, but you want to adjust it and you can adjust it for your proper height. 
to get into it. And then you want to just kind of like kind of practice hump in a sense <laughs> so that you know that you're at like the right level for penetration. Um, so I wouldn't with this one and especially when you, you put your feet into these, these, uh, I guess they're not ropes, but these things that come down and you're able to completely like legs fully out and then you have handles for your hands. So when you're sitting in it like that, you actually feel very, very secure. It's it, to me, it wasn't flimsy. You just want to make sure that you're it's in a door. That's not like a loose door. If that makes sense. Do you have like a door in your house where like, even when it's closed all the way, you can't like jiggle it really. Uh, my house was built in the fifties. So not really. <laughs> Maybe even the front okay. door though. Um, Maybe the front door. Yeah. I bet yeah, the front door would be good. Yeah. Yeah, so you can yeah, do it on the do something like that. Yeah, so you can do it on the front door. The only if you don't have to worry about neighbors seeing it from the other side, like it's just going to be these small little weights at the front that aren't going to be like like right at the crease of the door, so you're not going to have to worry about that. So the front door might be good. The only reason why I say that is just because it's a little sturdier. It's, door. it's sturdier and it's just a little loud if the door is jiggly. Um, but if that's not something mm-hmm. that you care about, and if you live in a house and not an apartment, see if I live in a, I live in an apartment. So that's why I was just thinking with about roommates. So with, they heard your jiggly door. So I'm just like, I'm just thinking <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, they're, they're hearing all of this <laughs> happening. And so it was hard for me to focus, but it actually, <laughs> but it actually felt really good. Um, and it was fun to use it. Uh, so if you have a house or you don't have roommates and you don't have to worry about that and you can put it on your front door, um, I think that would be something to try and it's not very expensive. Yeah, that's, so that's the one from mm-hmm. Sport Cheats. But when you're talking right now, it's called the Sport Cheats Door Jam, mm-hmm. and it's like 30, 40 bucks. For extra, I was just Googling this because I know you're both tall. Like for extra support, I found one. It's called My Secret Luxury Sex Swing, and that's 120 bucks. But it says if you want to make sure you're not going to break something while trying this out, a sturdy swing built for support is way to go. And I think it looks like it maybe hangs from the ceiling, and it can hold up to 400 pounds. So, yeah, I think that's the ceiling one because I did some research on it and I was looking at Adam and Eve and yeah. there's a couple other sex stores around and I was like, well, all of the reviews were kind of misleading. So I was like, I think Emily would yes, definitely I be able would. to tackle this one for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like the, the sport sheets one really is the best known one. It goes over the door, so it's a lot easier. So you're not like living with something drilled into your ceiling like when your parents come over for dinner. Like, what's that sex swing? Yeah, I have no, the cuffs already, and I really like them. You have, oh, the cuffs? Oh, from Sports Sheets. The, Perfect. The cuffs from Sports Sheets, yeah. Yes, I love them, too. I have them under my bed. They're great. So, the underbed restraint. So, yeah, try this. I think you're going to like it. So, yeah, that's what awesome. I recommend. Great. I want to hear all about it. And now I'm inspired, and I want to go yeah, do it. I never like have. I'm going to grab one from the office. Yeah, okay. I love this. Have fun with it. Let us know what happens. Just be safe. All right. Thanks have fun. so much. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye. Thanks yeah, for of course. all you do. Have a great night. Thanks, Alexander. Bye. See, every day, you guys, I get inspired. I'm inspired by Jamie using a sex swing because Alexander called in about it, and I think I have one that I've never used. So now I think adventure. I don't know if I do, though. No, you you, you do. We used, um, we made a video a while ago called Here. What Emily Brings on a Date at Your House. Oh, so, and the sex swing's at my house. Yes. I just, okay. It's probably in the garage. There unless someone took it. I'm very excited. Okay. So anyway, thanks for the inspiration, you guys. And I still every day, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. You and Ben are going to be like. Ben is going to love the yeah. sex swing. <laughs> yes, I love this idea. Okay, so thank you for that, you guys. And I'm telling you, these little tiny things you do, whether you're bringing in Lou for the first time or a sex swing, they all will help you guys connect. And it'll be something that you remember, that you keep talking about, no matter what happens. It might not be the best sex of your life, but I promise you it's a new adventure and um, something to keep reminiscing about. 
because a lot of sex is like that, you guys. We like to go back to the hot things that we did and we want to keep inspiring each other. So thank you for all that inspiration. All right, we have Eric. He's 52 from Arizona and he wants to break out of his sexual routine with his wife. Hey, Eric. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm good. So tell me what's going on. Thanks for calling. Absolutely. So I kind of had a different problem probably than most folks. Um, We've been married for roughly 30 years. um, And about, I would say about three years ago, we went to actually like a sex therapy couples retreat. Great. Um, And we really, really got a, a lot of good information about communication. And I learned a lot about kind of what makes my wife tick in the bedroom, mm. uh, what she specifically needs. Um, and so we worked a lot on um, kind of coming up with like a formula, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what works for her. Right. Um, she loves massages. She has a, a rechargeable wand. She, you know, that's kind of her favorite toy. Great. So we, we go through that. We, we introduced the Foria. Um, oh, good. The, the product that you, yeah. Oh, we love that. Oh, Foria is amazing. Know, we love that. Yeah. Good. That's a pre-lube that you like put on before sex. Yeah. She puts it on. Great. So, oh, I love it. Okay. And so, and, and kind of her formula is that, you know, after that, after the, 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 the massage and the wand and the foria, she prefers like that I would rub my dick on her labia mm-hmm. and she would kind of get, she would keep using the wand. And, and in many cases she can, she can orgasm that way. Okay. Um, and at some point in time, she will, you know, she will, take my dick to insert into her okay. and we'll continue that way. She enjoys that. Uh, sometimes she can double. So she can, she can have multiples if we, you know, if kind of we're doing the, the formula right. Right. My, my problem, my problem kind of gets to be the point of I'm so focused on kind of what works in the formula that if nothing is kind of working for me, right. so I have delayed, um, you know, maybe delayed ejaculation. So it, sometimes it takes me, 45 minutes or an hour mm-hmm. to finish. Okay. And that becomes uh, problematic because, you know, by that time she's kind of finished. She's, right. you know, and she becomes maybe irritated or she becomes, uh-huh. um, it becomes uncomfortable. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm wanting to kind of figure, is there a way that I can, can kind of play on the same communications to help yes. her understand maybe if there's something that we could do a little different or spice things up a little differently that could help me kind of, finish yeah in, absolutely in a amount of time with her. yeah no okay this is a great and you're right we don't often this is a really good question because i think you know a lot of couples get do they get into a routine and and first of all i love that you went to a retreat and you figured out what works like right because i would assume like 30 years like you might not have known this before but now we know her <laughs> yeah. and so what about eric and absolutely, you can figure out what makes you what will feel good to you and so and i'll bet your wife would be would would love that right I mean, I would think she'd be down with your finding out your routine. Yeah, and listening to your podcast, um, you know, I kind of mentioned like, well, if there's something that I wanted, I kind of wanted to like maybe mention, hey, here's something that I thought about trying. What do you, you know? What would you like to try? Mm-hmm. So kind of doing a, a trade off. Kind of the, the problem we run into, just because some family of origin issues that mm. she has, she doesn't like to try a lot of like different things. Um, so she's not specifically she's not willing to like give oral that's not kind of her thing she does it but it's much more of um kind of she's she's not very enthusiastic when right. she does it um she's she used to love receiving it um but lately that's not kind of her thing okay and she, she she has to be in a really 
specific mood maybe for that to be the, the, the situation. So we tried maybe a little porn. Um, I mentioned to her maybe we could try something anal, uh, not yeah. necessarily anal sex because that might be problematic for her, but maybe rimming or maybe a prostate play for Yeah, me. Well, I was going to say, like, try, like, one of the Aneros um, prostate toys are great. I mean... Yeah, I think that there's so many different ways, and you could use that. You could simulate yourself with that. That's a great one to use. Or even um, Hot Octopus now makes this toy, the Pulse for men, Pulse mm. Three. It's like a masturbation sleeve, but it's like it's like a, a vibrator, but it actually awesome. It feels amazing. It like targets your frenulum. So these might be really cool. And there's also right. a duo that you could wear during sex, so it kind of has an outward motion. The the Pulse Duo. Mm-hmm. So there are some toys that would be cool for you. I mean, for sure, if you've never tried prostate play, I think you might really like that and that could be a fun thing for you. Mm-hmm. Like before a few years ago, before this retreat, are there things that you were doing then that you kind of miss and you'd like to bring back? Like, is there time to incorporate those things into the, into your sex life again? Well, we, I mean, she was always, um, she, one of the things she actually was receptive to was like toys. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like I said, we have the wand. Right. She used to, we used to have like a variety of dildos and she would, we would use those kind of as a, you know, it was it was kind of fun for me, and it was fun mm-hmm. for her. It was one of those things we could play with. Um, that kind of maybe a few years ago, that kind of uh, wasn't. She she just didn't she didn't respond to them maybe like she used to. Right. It wasn't like a big thing for her. Um, I still love playing with them, you know, right. with her. But it wasn't like she was getting as much out of them. Right. Um, so I, I'm wondering if, and I know that you know, women's bodies changes, men's bodies yeah, change. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm wondering if, like, the octopus, um, is that something that I could wear while I'm doing kind of the rubbing on the outside of her labia? Yes, that's why it's so perfect for you. It's called the Pulse Duo, and it's just, you got to just look it up. Go to our website, look at it. It's so cool because it's, yeah, it's like a sleeve, and you could, that's the thing, it's just rubbing, and it sounds like this is exactly what, so there's an out side vibrator and then there's an inside that's going to be on your frenulum your underside of your penis which feels amazing like I, I, keep, I keep saying I gave it to my boyfriend and he literally is like oh my god I cannot believe this toy it's amazing so I feel like that could help you with ejaculation but she could also rub on it like it's just it's not for penetration but she could rub her clitoris on it and it sounds like it'd be doing the same thing that the wand's doing and then you'd also be getting stimulated and then it might you might come to ejaculate a little sooner Okay. So that could be something fun. It sounds like you like toys. Like I would get some Aneros. I'd get some lube. I'd get some Uber lube because Uber lube is great for any anal play. It comes in a pump. It's a really cool jar, glass jar. And I would just um, try to like, yeah, order some things like that. And then also really just think about like if there's something that you've been wanting to try that, you know, to bring in. But it sounds like toys could be a great place to start because I can understand a routine just being routine. Everything becomes routine, you know, especially with sex. So I like that idea of you trying some new things and it seems like you've put a lot of love and attention on your wife and now it's time for you. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your help. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, letting me know. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a great night. All right. Bye. Bye, Eric. Thanks. You guys, do you hear this? 30 years of marriage and they're still working on it. They're still just finding three years ago another routine that works. So I hope you guys are using this as inspiration. Whether you've been with someone for three months, 50 years, always make sex a priority and be figuring out ways to keep it interesting, keep it spicy, and keep talking about it. And that's the only way it's going to happen. So I found this really inspiring. And sometimes it could just be a new, new new lube, a new toy, you know, some dirty talk, like little tiny things make huge differences in your sex life.
We've Sanders and Elizabeth, 26 from Salt Lake City, and they're looking for advice finding a male third for male penetration involving a female male male threesome. I am so excited. I get to talk to both of you, but I'm going to start with Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm so good. I'm excited to hear what's going on with you guys and how I can help. Yes. Um, so I know that you guys talked about the app Field on your podcast um, yeah. the other day. So we've actually signed up for that. And so far, so good. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so you're yeah. still looking to find other people then. Have you tried FetLife? Um, we have not gotten on FetLife yet. Um, but since we've been on Field, we're kind of actually wondering if you could give us some tips on safety, like how to just be safe in these kind of encounters? Yeah, that's a really great question. I mean, the most safe way to do it, the most, the safest thing you could do is to obviously use condoms for everything. Like every time you switch, like if you're having sex with a guy and then he penetrates your, your partner, like you need to have a bring up bucket load of condoms okay so that's the most important thing now if you want to i mean every time you switch locations like with the penis like more condoms you could also use a dental dam too if you wanted for like for going down on you if you wanted to avoid any like mouth germs or anything that could happen or mouth infections you know from one mouth Mm -hmm. to your vulva that that your vagina that could happen um and i think just talking honestly and openly i mean there are people who have their results on the ready like they might just say yeah here they are i can show you so but i think asking if people are safe is a great is a good way to start and letting them know that you take it seriously like you guys be the ones to say like we won't do this without condoms and is that yeah. what you mean about sexual safety or just safety in general? But I think for sexual safety, it's, yeah, it's sexual. condoms. And I'd also say that it's just good to kind of meet this person beforehand, maybe for coffee or like not guaranteeing anything yet. Because chemistry is an interesting thing, right? Like you just got to know if you're both on board and this is a whole new venture for you guys. So I would say just meet out with them somewhere neutral, have a drink, see how it goes, and then maybe plan your your night. Yeah, right on. Yeah. I love this though, and you're down with him. You're down with your partner, with your guy, your boyfriend, being penetrated by a man. Yes, yeah. I mean, he early on in our relationship, he expressed to me that it was something that he had always fantasized about. You know, you talk about fantasies and being open yeah. about your fantasies with your partner, and I was like, well, let's make this work. Mm. But I didn't really know how to make it work. Right. Well, you're such a good. You know, Elizabeth. Really, like, I love this. I love that you're like you were cool with it, right? Like. You mean, yeah, and, yeah. you're like, I want, I want him to be happy. I want him to be pleased. So, so did you get to ask for what you wanted? Um, yeah, I mean, I am open. I don't like tip. I don't really identify myself as bisexual, but I am, I guess what they call heteroflexible, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't, I don't just pick one. I'm just open to yeah. all sorts of experience. So the fact that he opened it up to me being interested in male penetration, I was like, well, that's great because I don't think that sex should just be limited to male, female partners. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think that's really, I think that's really great forward thinking. And I love that you guys are communicating about this. So I think um, that's how you be safe. And then I keep checking the apps, FetLife, Field, you know, meetups, like, you know, you're in Salt Lake City and that's sure, like, you know, look for different, if there's like a sex toy store, like a really cool one, they might have some information for you, but... Um, yeah. I think you're going to find someone and just uh, pay attention. You guys should go, you know, confer, make sure you feel good about him. And then you have to let me know what happens. 
Excellent. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Did Sanders have any questions or he's just uh, standing by? He was just standing by in case you to talk to him, you know? Well, I feel like you guys got this. Like, has he ever, first of all, my other question though, has he practiced with anything going inside of his anus? Has he used toys or has he used fingers or have you guys done anything yet that he's felt it before? Yeah, um, he, upon your recommendation, he actually got one of the divers and that has been wonderful. Oh, awesome. Thinking about getting him an Astero's product because Christmas is coming up here soon, even plugging those new ones. Yes, I think the Trident collection. Yeah, they're yes. amazing. Oh, and I love that he loved the diver. Okay, this is good. <laughs> yeah. I love this. Yeah, okay. We, he, he uses the diver on his own often, and then we've done it together um, just as, like the two of us, you know, and that's kind of where he's like, I wish there was someone Ooh. here a physical person here you know because like I can use the diver but it's hard for me to find where it's supposed to go I know it really is the prostate can be trickier that's why it's good for guys to kind of figure it out on their own like maybe some help if you're there but you know it's it's worth it but (laughs) it might take a little you know a little more patience and time so with our own bodies so that's really cool okay I love it good sounds like you guys are doing all the right things well you've helped us so much listening to your podcast is I don't know. Amazing is not the right word for it. But oh, it's the one that comes- <laughs> thank you. That makes me feel really good. I'm so glad it's working for you guys. Well, yes. keep listening and keep sharing. I actually want to hear what happens here. I love the story and I love that you're so open and honest with each other. It sounds really healthy. Yeah. So well, yeah. definitely keep posted because we're always we're always like listening to wait for someone who's kind of like experienced what we're looking for and. Right. Okay. I'm going to put it out there. I would love someone to uh, call into the show or email us if you've had this experience um, with a female and two males. Yeah. Let us know. There you go. I will let you know. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm so glad it's all working for you. Thanks, Elizabeth. Have a great night. Thanks a lot. Bye. Okay, guys, I like this call. We can help out if anyone's been in this situation where two men and a woman, that would be cool. And I, I like that she was open to pleasing her partner. And I think that, I'm not saying everyone, but for a lot of you, you might be surprised at what a long-term loving partner or partner that you trust and you've been with would might be a little more receptive to your fantasies than you think, especially if they've been listening to Sex with Emily. I feel like you all have been listening to the show and this just warms my heart so much to hear how much you guys have learned and that you guys are realizing that being honest and open and taking some risks in the bedroom is totally worth it and you're going to get your fantasies met. So I love that. And also, um, I love that he's tried out a prostate toy. So I think that there's been some inspiration here for men to kind of check out their prostate and to see how good that P-Spot orgasm feels. I would recommend Aneros Toys. I'd also recommend the... um, Black Pearl by Vibratex is another cool. It's a vibrating prostate toy. So great call. Thank you so much, guys. Okay, guys, that was fun. So remember, you guys, check me out on Sirius XM Radio. The channel is called Stars 109, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. For more sex talk, still called Sex with Emily. So if you're on a commute, you live on the East Coast, it's 8 to 10, um, call in. I'm really excited. Or tell your friends if they're serious. So... Love that. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Sarah, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. We just finished our latest survey. And since last year, the percentage of you who use lube frequently went from 48% to 63%. This made me so proud because you know I want you guys to have a lube on every nightstand. That's my dream. 
Now, I know there could be some confusion when it comes to deciding which kind of lube to buy. So today, let's talk about silicone lubes. They last longer, they're waterproof, and you can use them with condoms without breaking them down, which is why I am so excited I get to work with Uberlube. I literally used to stock them for samples at trade shows. That's how much I love their lube. I even gave my producer a cup instead of a whole bottle because I didn't want to give it all away. So anyway, Uberlube gets that high quality silicone is the best option because that's literally all they make. You just have to feel it and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's never sticky or tacky and they even add a touch of vitamin E so you feel moisturized after using it. In fact, you can use it in your hair for frizziness, on your skin for chafing. And side note, if you got colorful tattoos, it makes them more vibrant. It's kind of like the Swiss army knife of lubes. Uberlube is long lasting and waterproof so you can use it in the bath or the shower without reapplying. Besides the way it feels, let me tell you about the bottle. It's such a clean design in this beautiful glass bottle. Definitely nightstand friendly, which of course I love. Ubalube is really in a class by itself and I want you to try it. So to order yours, go to sexwithemily.com slash Ubalube. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E today. Here's a listener email I recently received, and let me tell you, it's not the only one of its kind. Hi, Emily. I'm a 38-year-old single mom who wants to get back on the dating scene, but I'm terrified. I've been dealing with bladder leakage and actually started wearing pads every day just to be safe. Between the leaking and the pads, I'm totally insecure about spontaneous intimacy with a new partner. How can I move past this? Well, first, let me tell you that she's not alone. It's actually estimated that 40 million women use pads every day for bladder leaks young, old, with, without kids. But let me tell you, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There are solutions though, and it's not just pads. The Apex by Pormois is an affordable device that uses gentle electrostimulation to create an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Not only does a strong pelvic floor help prevent the old sneeze and pee situation, it can increase the strength and frequency of your orgasms, which should also help make you want to get intimate again. Similar to the intensity that I've spoken about for years, the Apex delivers the same results without the rabbit vibrator functions, making it the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation. To start using an Apex and stop relying on pads, visit pourmoi.com slash Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily. 